Hey, how's it going? My name is Mike. I'm your host. This is the Freight Broker TV podcast. Every, every Wednesday and Saturday morning, or Wednesday anyway, and Saturday morning, 9 a.m., yeah, we get together for a little bit of time. We uh, discuss things happening in the transportation industry. We talk a little bit about freight brokering. Uh, we talk about other stuff as well that has nothing to do with transportation. But I want to remind you on Saturday mornings, kind of special, 9 a.m. Saturday morning, when we well, we'll have a podcast and video podcast posted every Saturday morning, um, more times than not, maybe not this time of the year, but we will be doing a live stream on YouTube Saturday morning. So if you want to watch that live, you you can, 9 a.m. Central Time. Saturday mornings, it's Q&A. Your questions are answers. So if you have any questions during the, uh, well, for the Saturday morning Q&A, feel free to send them to me. You can send them to FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. We have forms on the website, of course, FreightBrokerTV.com. Dot com, And you can even uh, Skype, Skype me, or Skype us, I should say, at FBTV. Open up your Skype app, do a search, FBTV, and you will find us, I promise. All right, today's June 15th, Wednesday, middle of the week, middle of the month. Can you believe that? Seems like yesterday was May. <laughs> it's fly kite, kite day, fly a kite day. Why is this in June and not March? I thought March was the... Uh, Big month for kite flying. Lobster day. Now, I'm always a fan of lobster, no matter what month, day you might fall on. <laughs> and day of giving day. Day of giving day, give me a lobster, and I will give you a smile. I don't know. Fuel prices. Well, here we go again. 571 a gallon for diesel. That's up a penny from last week. Up $2.43 a gallon from a year ago <laughs> unbelievable it wasn't that long ago we were well diesel was around 243 a gallon gasoline up 13 cents a gallon from uh, last week at five dollars a gallon that's up over half of what it was a year ago it's 100% increase over a hundred percent increase from a year ago a year ago we were only paying well a year ago uh, 257. Uh, well, we're up two dollars and fifty-seven cents a gallon from a year ago, so that would be what uh, 243 a year ago per gallon. And Washington don't get it. Have you been watching the president? Anytime he opens his mouth, he's talking about how great the economy is, how it's everyone else's fault about the fuel prices, how inflation is not real. <laughs> I mean, and yet they turn around and say they're doing everything they can to fly, fight inflation, but, you know, when he's talking about how great the economy is, who's telling him this information? He is, is he this far from reality? I mean, from what our reality is? Maybe in his reality, there is no inflation. Hey, I don't know what's wrong. I go down to the White House kitchen. There's always food in the refrigerator. Don't have any problem getting gas. <laughs> you know, I, I have no clue. 
hopefully, hopefully, and, and the other kicker about this is the whole Democratic Party, not all of them, but a lot of them are backing him up. Are they not in reality either? I mean, I get it. You know, they're backing up their party. You know, the, they got the midterms coming. They're trying to do everything they can. They're, they're more worried about the midterms than what this country needs right now. Bottom line. And you got some jokers out there. I don't know how they got elected because they... You could ask them, hey, what's 2 plus 2? And you'll get, you know, several different answers depending on who you talk to. But that's where we are today. And, uh, well, it is what it is, right? Hopefully this will start correcting. Hopefully more politicians will, you know, Democrats anyway, will, you know, step out, uh, get away from following the party line. You know, we got to come together. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, Libertarian. It doesn't matter to me. We've got to come together and start doing what's right for the country. And what's happening right now is so wrong for the country, it's hurting people. I have no problem with green. I, I've said this over and over again, but you can't do it overnight. And you've got these knuckleheads out there. Yeah, that's how it's got to be done. It's got to be done. It's got to be done. Well, here we are. It's got to be done. And and the, how can how can we go all green? How can we go all electric when they're talking about rolling brownouts, rolling blackouts, rolling, you know, there's not enough power. There's... There's not enough electricity already, <laughs> and now you're wanting more electricity to charge batteries. That can only go maybe 250, 300 miles. I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe some of you do. It makes sense to you. My hat's off to you. But to me, it just looks like, looks like a waste of a lot of money, a lot of resources at our expense. Just the way I see it. That's my opinion. Everybody's got one, right? Today's impossible question. 25% of people say they would be willing to pay someone to do this. What is it? I'm in that 25%. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> we'll get back to the impossible question before we uh, finish up today. At least if I remember. Again, the question. 25% of people say they would be willing to pay someone to do this. Basically, so they wouldn't have to. What is it? And I'll tell you right now, it's not mowing the yarn. Mowing is not part of it. Although I did pay people to do that up till a few years ago. But uh, neither here nor there. Spot rates from last week. Van rates are down 0.7%. Flatbed up 0.4%. Refrigerated down 1.5%. Van uh, spot rates from last month compared to last month of May. No change. Still around 271 a mile. Flatbed's up 3 cents, 348 a mile. Refrigerated down 3 cents uh, to an average of 304 a mile. Again, those are spot rates compared to last month. All right, what else we got going on? Right, let's talk about morning coffee for a moment. If you are one of the uh, one of those that have been tuning in for morning coffee with Daltoa. You probably noticed this morning there wasn't one. It's kind of in a hiatus right now. We're we're con we're considering continuing it as a podcast, but the the video 
is turning out to be a greater demand on our time than we expected. Don't ask me why, but it is. Anyway, so be looking for updates on that. Having a birthday today, you're in pretty good company. Waylon Jennings, Jim Varney. Jim Varney, remember him? Ernest. Ernest goes to camp. First time I ever saw Jim Varney on TV was for a local television promo. Apparently, in the beginning, he uh, he did little promos as Ernest. That's where he got his start, and I, I, I imagine this is how it worked out. And uh, from there, he started getting movie offers. Anyway, he was uh, he, he even played Jake Clampett in the Beverly Hillbillies movie, but Jim Barney. Jim Belushi, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Farmer. Yeah, he's got a he's got a uh, weed operation going on. Anyway, remember him, John Belushi's brother, but uh, uh, Mr. Destiny. He was in According to Jim back in the year, back in the day. Television. Ellen Hunt, Mad About You, as good as it gets. The movie Twister. She's having a birthday today. Courtney Cox from Friends. Leah Remini. Saved by the Bell. I didn't know she was in Saved by the Bell. I never watched Saved by the Bell. That is one of those shows. Hey, if you liked it, you liked it. I get it. I guess it was just, it was past the time I would have liked it. I, I had kids that couldn't get enough of it. Maybe that's had something to do with it. Like Barney. <laughs> Remember Barney? Anyway, King of Queens. That's where I know her from. Doogie Hauser, Neil Patrick Harris. He's having a birthday today, too. So, if today is uh, your birthday, like I said, happy birthday. You're in pretty good company. Matter of fact, if you'd like for us to say happy birthday to you, a loved one, whatever it might be, maybe a boss, co-worker, if you'd like for us to wish them a happy birthday, well, send us send us the info. You can do that again by sending me an email. FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. Contact forms on the website. You can even Skype that information. So, there we are. All right. We're going to talk about this just for a brief moment. Because uh, earlier today, I was looking over some videos on YouTube. A man, oh man, here we go again. All kinds of misinformation. All all types of people seeing what they want to see, turning it into something, you know. It may be, and I didn't watch any of these videos. Uh, it could be it's just clickbait. But we talked about this the other day on our podcast. We've even put videos up on our YouTube channel. The FMCSA has started taking comments relating to freight brokers and dispatch services. If you are a freight or a dispatcher service, independent dispatcher service, listen, I feel your pain. I, 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 this is just my opinion. I feel like you should forego the dispatch service, become a broker for the simple reason that's more realistic than being a dispatch service. Yeah, I know there are dispatch services out there. They, yeah, we're making all kinds of money. We're doing this. We're, we're really a benefit to Trekkie. Come no, you're not. The majority of you are not. Anyway, the majority of these dispatch services, and if you're a trucking company, listen up. But the majority of these dispatch services are just grabbing loads off the load board that brokers have put on the load board. 
and putting them on their clients' trucks. So you got a, a broker taking 15, 20%, if not more, off the top. Then you got a dispatch service, you know, 5, 10%, whatever, taking their fee off the top. So realistically, when it gets to the truck, you know, 20, 30, 35, 40% maybe off the top of the load. So why would a truck want to use a dispatch service? Basically, <laughs> because they don't want to go out and find their own customers. And that's the easiest thing in the world to do. Getting a customer, especially if you've got trucks, is not difficult. I don't care if you've got one truck. Yes, it's going to be a lot easier if you've got five trucks, ten trucks, whatever. But uh, you can do it with one truck. No, you're, you know, with one truck, you're not going to be able to go into a customer and negotiate a contract. But you are going to be able to work with those customers direct, so you're getting 100% of the load. In other words, if the customer's paying $1,000 to move a load from point A to point B, well, if you're using a dispatch service, you might be seeing $700 of that. So you just gave away 300 because you don't want to make a phone call. See what I mean? It's simple. Matter of fact, we got a, uh, I think, a video dropping tomorrow on our YouTube channel. It's going to be talking about that. We we got a, we do Q and A's, and tomorrow a question is going to come up. Uh, I think referencing that it, it may have already dropped, but I think it's tomorrow when it's going to drop. But anyway, check that out. If it's there, it's there. You'll see what I'm talking about. But anyway, the FMCSA, the reason they're doing or opening up a comment period is to determine if these dispatch services are real or if they are just trying to skate around the laws pertaining to a freight broker. If there's a need for a dispatch service. There is a need for a dispatch service if the dispatch service is out there getting customers for that trucking company. There's the payoff. But still, if you're a trucking company, why use a dispatch service? Now, let me put the math out there. Let's say, let's say, let's say you're doing, uh, nah, easy number, $3,000 a week. Okay. If you're doing $3,000 a week, Trying to, uh, I've got myself confused now. But let's uh, three thousand dollars a week. You know, let's say that's the total monies you could have made that week on one truck. But if you're using a dispatch service, okay, you're you're probably only doing what uh, twenty uh, thirty one hundred or, or twenty one hundred a week because your that nine hundred dollars is going out to dispatch service and the broker. Where if you had your own people, uh, trust me, you could hire somebody for five or six hundred dollars a week save money and they could be out here getting loads where you're making 100 percent of the money and working with a broker on a limited basis the only time you ought to be working with a broker if you're a trucking company is for backhaul or to reposition your equipment to a destination you need that equipment to be so you can make more money using a broker for a trucking company should be for a convenience now you may be saying well that's what a dispatcher for your dispatch service it's a convenience it's a convenience to where you don't have to look at the load board, make a phone call, 
you know, if I'm doing $3,000 a week, I'm giving $300 a week to, or if I'm doing 300,000 and I'm talking total monies before anything comes out of it. But if the total of all the loads I moved, uh, via my dispatch service were grossing out at $3,000, well, I just paid the dispatch service 300. Isn't it worth $300 to you to get on that load board? Technology's everywhere. You can do it. Get on the load board. Call a broker. Get a load. This is what the FMCSA is looking at. Is there really a need for a dispatch service? Or are people using a dispatch service as a reason to skirt around becoming a freight broker? Now, why do people want to become a dispatch service instead of becoming a broker? Well, if you want to get right down to it, a broker is going to make more money. They can work with any truck out there that's a legally licensed carrier. They're going to make more money because they're dealing direct with the customer. They're dealing direct with the uh, trucking company. So an average broker is going to be doing, you know, after, at the end of the year, you're looking at your total uh, net from the loads moved for that year, and you're looking at uh, 125 to 15% average. Now, that's not to say you don't have loads you're doing 30% on or 20% on or whatever, but, you know, you, 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 you get that average working. That's what half to 15%, somewhere in that ballpark. That's, that's going to be your profit. Your net on the loads. Now, you've got expenses coming out of that, of course. But, you know, you used to always uh, make me smile a little bit when people would call me and say, yeah, I looked at this broker, look at their DMB, and, uh, man, they had $10 million in revenue. Yeah, that's $10 million in revenue. That's not profit. Remember, revenue includes the customer paying the broker. The broker's also got to pay the truck out of that. You see what I mean? That's, that's what I'm talking about. So you figure 12 and a half, 15% is what the uh, broker's actually putting in their bank account or, or paying bills with, earning their profit from, earning their income. But what got me on this uh, soapbox here this morning is simply because I see some videos up there talking about how the FMCSA, it's finally happened. FMCSA is looking at freight brokers and freight broker agents. No, that's wrong. <laughs> that's, I, I don't even know where they came up with that. It's looking, at freight bro it's looking at freight brokers and the need for dispatch services. If you look at 13 questions, and we did a video on this as well, 13 questions are pretty much all focused on dispatch services. So, don't be misled, friends. Get the facts. <clears throat> That's the thing about, you know, YouTube and things like that. There are so many, so many, so, well, so many, so, so many videos, so many YouTube channels talking about freight brokering, transportation, trucking. You know, I see some of these guys uh, trucking. I, I, I love drivers. I was one. I was an owner-operator. Listen, not knocking it. I'm with you 100%. I understand your where you're coming from, I feel the pain. But even some of these drivers that are making YouTube channels, they're so off the wall, not even close to being accurate. It's not even funny. They're telling you what they want you to think they're doing, but believe me. You know, when I was a driver, it was nothing to hear it was nothing to hear other drivers talking on the CB radio. 
man, if they did that to me, I'd open my trailer door and I'd empty my that freight right there on their parking lot. Yeah, you do that once. Then you go to jail and uh, you'd have all kinds of fines to pay. Then your insurance company may or may not pay for the load you just destroyed. Uh, eh, you know, I mean, it's a trucker story. So you got to watch this. A lot of trucker stories out there. A lot of trucker stories. All right. The topic for today. Topic for today is having the right equipment for the load, making sure you got the details right. My name is Mike. I'm the lead consultant for Taltoa. If you're not familiar with Taltoa, check us out. We are a training and consulting firm. Our specialty is uh, working with freight brokers and trucking companies that want to get their own freight. Uh, maybe start having additional stream of revenue as a brokerage. We can help you out. Check us out. Taltoa.com. T-A-L-T-O-A.com. And if you see something there, if you've got questions about any of our packages, feel free to contact me, 479-668-0838. So you're a freight broker, you've got a customer, and they have loads. Now, like I tell my clients, like I tell my clients in training, it's, it's going to take, it's going to take a, f a, a few phone calls maybe a movement of a few loads. It's going to take a little bit of time for you to figure out your customer's intricacies. Things they want, things they don't want, how they want their loads handled, how they don't want it done, what they need, what they don't need. These details are critical. It'll keep you from making a mistake. And those mistakes cost money it's you know there is there are no oops or very few of them usually it's a son of a gun how much is that going to cost so you want to make sure you do this stuff right now what am i talking about <clears throat> well first of all what kind of equipment's needed if your customer says they need a flatbed and a step deck calls you Yes, step deck is in the flatbed family, but don't automatically assume that your customer will load a step deck in lieu of a flatbed. A lot of reasons for that. One, the step. You got, you got what, 13 upper deck, uh, then uh, 35 feet lower deck. Lumber's not going to work on it, not unless you have risers. The riser is going to lift that lower deck up so you can put freight on top of it. Just metal bars going across, you know, the back of it. You can do a simple search on Google flatbed or step deck risers. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Matter of fact, if you're a client in your manual, you're going to see a picture exactly what I'm talking about. Our, all of our clients that sign up for consulting uh, and training uh, receive the uh, freight broker training manual that we have put together. But there'll be pictures there, but you'll find you'll find the same information on Google as far as if you want to look. So a step deck calls you. Listen, I got a flatbed. Will that work on this load? Do not tell the truck yes. Do not tell them no. Say, hold on. Let me call my customer. Call your customer. Hey, Jim. Listen, I got a truck for that load, but he's a step deck. Will that work on this load? They're either going to say yes or no. They might say, yeah, if he's got risers. Okay, see what I mean? 
So, so always pay attention to the details because what's going to happen if you say, yeah, without talking to your customer, you call your customer, hey, I got a truck to move that load, send me the paperwork. Truck goes in, you get a call from the customer, hey, can't load that truck, it's a step deck, I need a flatbed. Now you're on the hook for a truck ordered not used fee because you already did a, <laughs> you've already did a confirmation with that carrier. They might be there, they may have traveled there already. Tarps, that's another thing when it comes to flatbed loads. Customer may say, yeah, the load needs to be tarped. Find out what size tarps. This is critical. If it's a lumber load, they may want lumber tarps or eight-foot tarps. The truck has four-foot tarps, not going to work. If they got six-foot tarps, not going to work. And again, you're going to have a you're going to have a problem. And this always cracks me up. Whenever I moved a load, flatbed load, or I had a lumber load, or whatever any kind of a flatbed load that required tarping, you would be surprised at the number of flatbed calls I would get from trucking companies. Yeah, give me the information on that load. Yeah, it needs to be tarped. Oh, man, we don't carry tarps. Well, why are you flatbedding? Why are you a flatbed carrier if you don't carry tarps? That's part of being a flatbed operation. I get why. You know, they just don't want to uh, tarp, and I get that. I've tarped, did flatbeds. But, uh, uh, you know, I tarped, I got dirty. That's, that's why you get paid the bigger bucks. You see what I mean? Now you're going to be saying a lot of times, Hey, uh, I'm not going to hard, I'm not going to tarp a load because the, uh, brokers never pay a tarp fee. Well, if you're a broker, you're, that's your fault. You should be paying a tarp fee. Bottom line. Well, the customer's not paying. Yeah, they are. They're telling you it's included in the rate, so you got to work the numbers so you can show the tarp fee. You see what I mean? Your customer knows that the trucking company wants to be paid for tarping that load. They're just, you know, they're giving you a total number. Just like the fuel surcharge is included with their number, so is the tarp fee. You may not like it because now it's going to decrease you know, the rate per mile or whatever, because you got to take that $25, $50 out and set it aside for tarp fee to the trucking company, which in turn is going to lower your net. But it's the right thing to do. See what I mean? Make sure you got the right tarps. Trailer size, that goes without saying, but trailer type. Here's, here's an issue that I see happening a lot. Okay, you got a, you got a drive-in load. A refrigerated truck calls you hey yeah you know we're we're empty we're a reefer though and uh you know we we, we haul dry freight we don't have a reef uh you know anything needs to be kept in a reefer we can all drive freight well that's a that's not necessarily true okay just because you got a reefer and the refrigerated unit is off does not mean you can hold that dry load it's up to the customer I will tell you this, you know, paper, they're not going to put that. They're not going to put paper on a refrigerated trailer or very rare. I'd be surprised. Another thing, furniture, they're not going to put furniture on a refrigerated trailer. Now you may be saying, well, why? Metal floor. Metal floor will tear up furniture. It will really screw up the paper. See what I mean? So a reefer calls you for a drive-in load, call your customer. Put the truck on hold, call your customer, hey, Bob, that load of paper. 
It's not got a reefer. Will that work on a reefer? They'll either say yes or no. Always, oh, don't, don't assume. Always verify before you commit. Okay, because once you commit and provide a load confirmation to a carrier, that is a contract. Understand that. See what I mean? Wait. That, that's another thing. Understand that, um, you know, this happens more, I think, with flat. Well, it could happen with any, but with flatbed, uh, maybe the customer told you, hey, make sure any truck you send me, make sure they can carry 48,000 pounds. That does not mean that every single one of their loads will weigh 48,000 pounds. It doesn't mean that. All it means is they will never load more than 48,000 pounds on the trailer. All right. So a truck calls you one day. Yeah, I'm calling about that flatbed loan. Listen, I only carry 47.5. Will, will that load work on my truck? Don't tell the truck no. Hold on. Let me call my customer. Call your customer. Hey, Jim. That flatbed load, listen, I got a truck, but he can only carry 47.5. Will that, will that work on this load today? Now your customer will tally the weight. They're going to tally the weight. All right. Could be that that load only weighs 47,000 pounds. There you go. I've even had customers tell me, yeah, send the truck in, we'll, we'll make it work. In other words, they were going to take some freight off that truck or off that load to make it work. All right, see what I mean? The details, the devil is in the details. These details, you've, you've got to know what they are. If you don't, You've got to verify. You've got to check. You've got to find out. Make the phone call because you're going to learn more about your customer. You're going to learn about how they operate. That's going to allow you to give better customer service. It's going to show your customer that your head is in the game, and that's just going to make for a better relationship. Believe me, your customer, they want to know that you've got their back, that you are protecting them because, remember, they can be fired. They make a simple mistake. They can be let go. If they're working with a broker that knows that, that they can trust, they know is watching out for watching out for their interest. They're going to want to work with that broker again and again and again. This is why you don't just start brokering tomorrow and start making money next week. It takes time to build this trust, to build the relationship, not only with the customer, but with the carrier as well. This is the kind of stuff we really train on. I mean, we train on all the essentials, but the main thing is, is building the relationship. Anybody can teach you how to prospect. Anybody can teach you how to make sales calls, how to get customers. Uh, that, that's just the fundamentals. Just like anybody, anybody that drives a truck can teach you, just like a trucking school can teach you how to drive a truck, but you don't become a truck driver until you get out there and start doing it. You get out there in the traffic till you're in Chicago worried to death, making sure you're reading all the signs to make sure you don't go under a low bridge. Anyway, that's it. If you'd like to know more about our services at Taltoa, check us out, taltoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. We have all kinds of packages. Our packages include training, essential training to be a freight broker, if you want to start out in our mentorship program, start working as an agent, you're, you're able to do that. That's where you're going to be able to begin your operation after training because you're going to be working through us under our licensed brokerage. So that way everything's legal. And the mentorship program, what it's designed to do is allow you the opportunity 
to begin your freight broker operation, okay, as a broker agent, that's going to allow you to get real life experience, start building that customer base, start getting the experience. So at the end of your mentorship program, be it three, six, 12 months, whatever it might be, you're able to go out here and get a contract with a broker direct if you wish, or maybe even start your own freight brokerage. See what I mean? That's, that's the benefits of the uh, mentorship program. Now, when you exit the mentorship program, you will have a consulting period. That consulting period will be equal to the same amount of time you had in the mentorship. Be it three, six, or 12 months, that's determined by the package. Look it over. If you got any questions, give me a shout. Okay? 479-668-0838. All right, just a reminder, if you're a driver... CVSA Brake Safety Week scheduled for August 21st through 27th. Yeah, that was announced here about a week ago by the CVSA Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance. Seems like they got a check going on every week. Now, a lot of talk have been talking about the federal gas tax holiday. Have you have you been listening to that federal gas tax holiday? <clears throat> Come on. That's just a band-aid. You know, the, 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 the politicians are, you know, hey, you know, we need, a, we, we need to do away with the gas tax for a while to this fuel prices come back under control. That's, that's, that's such a con, it's not even funny. Uh, you know, it's not even a band-aid, actually. And it'll backfire. It will backfire. Yeah, we can... <laughs> Yeah, we can, you know, uh, remember the million barrels a day of oil, okay? Yeah, you see how that worked out. Uh, you know, prices keep going up. Hasn't really done anything, you know, releasing. And, and then it's the low grade. You know, I can't even put it in my truck. I would even put that stuff in my lawnmower, to be honest with you. You know, what they're releasing a million barrels a day about. That's just off the wall. Band-Aid. It's not real. What's it called the E85 rod? I don't remember. Yeah, I saw a, a, a gas station. Well, there are no real gas stations anymore. Not like I was used to when I was a kid. Uh, but Seven uh, Eleven uh, or whatever it was, I don't know where you know where you can get fuel. Talking about how their E10. Come on, man. <laughs> it's it's either unleaded, premium unleaded, or low grade. And this stuff they're releasing a million barrels a day of it's low grade. But it's just a backfire, or it's just a band-aid, and it's going to backfire. And the reason it's going to backfire is because the supply is not going to change. The only way you're going to uh, get, get inflation under control, well, let's not say inflation, but fuel prices, uh, Either the demand's got to go down or supply's got to go up, but the demand's not going down. And just because you want everybody to go out here and spend fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars on an electric vehicle that can only take you two hundred and fifty, three hundred miles on a full charge, which is going to take if you got an electric charging station, it's going to take uh, what three, four, five hours, eight hours, something like that. If you're at home, it's going to take a long time. If you're just plugging it into your outlet. And yeah, well, I could see that electric, you know, watch your meter, you know, remember how people used to say, watch your electric meter, you can see how fast it's spinning. 
<laughs> yeah, plug an EV in. See how fast, how, how much faster. <laughs> but the thing is, it's about supply and demand. Yeah, you can, you 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 can go out here and cut the fuel tax, but it's gonna it, the demand is still where it is, and the supply hasn't increased. We've got to get the supply and demand back like it has been. How do you do that? Well, it <laughs> starts at Washington. They get a they got to take a step back and go, okay, we screwed up. And are they going to do that? Heck no. They're politicians. Politicians don't make mistakes. They blame everybody else. Caterpillar leaving Illinois. Have you noticed a lot of companies are leaving states that are kind of uh, strange? Things, you know, politics are really weird or... Their government's just eh, a little off-center. You, you know what I mean? Anyway, Caterpillar, they are uh, leaving Illinois, moving to, guess where? <laughs> Texas. <laughs> Texas is benefiting from all the stupidity that's been going on. A lot of, you know, uh, Musk, uh, a lot of uh, the, uh, well, yeah, uh, celebrities moving out of California, you know, getting tired of those high taxes. Let's move someplace where... People have a head on their shoulders. As long as they don't try to change it. And the uh, governor in Texas, he seems pretty headstrong about doing things right. But anyway, the producer of Iconic Yellow Construction and Mining Equipment is moving its headquarters to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, ending a century-long history calling the state of Illinois home. They believe the move will help attract new talent and improve global access to its employees, customers, and dealer networks due to two major airports in the region. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the company said in a statement with Bloomberg that it will begin shifting its Deerfield headquarters to Irving this year, affecting 230 jobs. High-paying jobs, I would imagine. Okay, they can say what they want to, but I think we all know why. Because things are getting a little stupid. And until these politicians and these governments start figuring this stuff out, this stupidity is going to continue, and they're going to be losing more and more and more. I like Illinois. I have. been through. I didn't like their speed limit by, you know, when I had to go through there. Usually I was going to 544 to St. Louis, and what is it, 70? Over at Indian, I had to cross that lower part of Illinois. You'd be in 65 miles an hour in Missouri, then you got to drop down to 55. Quite <laughs> crossed Illinois. Anyway, I hear that's strange. I don't know. I haven't been across there in a long time, but I think it's all politics. Uh, Volvo VN Trucks, latest victim of massive Bendix subsidiary steering gear recall. Okay, the other day they had a recall. Well, I'll cover that in a minute. Part of a larger recall affecting more than 100,000 vehicles, nearly 2,000 Volvo VN trucks are being recalled due to a steering issue. This is one of the... Why? Why? More than 1,600 Volvo VN trucks model year 22 to 23 are part of a recall addressing issues with steering gears. Hmm. According to the NHTSA, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, steering gears may have been assembled incorrectly. <laughs> we, 
which can cause the gear to fracture. I mean, this isn't funny. What is crazy is why, well, they make things to break, bottom line. But this stuff here, this should never happen. I mean, this should never happen. These trucks, you know, they're, they, you know, they're 80,000 pounds going down the road, if not heavier. Where is the quality control? Anyway, a fractured steering gear can cause a loss of steering. And they always add this, increasing the risk of a crash. Hey, if you lose steering, you're going to crash. You, you know what I mean? You're out of control. <laughs> okay. Uh, right now, there's no remedy for the steering gear's problem if, uh, affecting these uh, Volvo VN trucks. <clears throat> Owners of affected vehicles should receive a notification after after July 29th. Don't say what year. In the meantime, you can direct your questions to Volvo Truck North America's customer service at 800-528-6586. Well, if they don't know, how are they going to answer your questions? Recall number RVXX2202. That's RVXX2202. NHTSA's number for this recall, 22V-399. Daimler truck owners owners, uh, recently had an identical recall. Uh, affecting nearly 6,500 Freightliner Cascadias, Western Star 4900s, and Freightliner Custom Chassis Corporation MT45s with model years ranging from 2021 to 2023. Daimler truck dealers will inspect and repair the joint at no cost. Letters to owners of affected trucks will be mailed out around July 25th. Good luck. You know, this one of the, okay, keep your fingers crossed, get a rabbit's foot. <laughs> Between now and the time they tell you about it, owners may contact uh, Daimler's customer service at 547. Well, oh, great. Okay, great. I guess it's 800 547 0712 because they didn't give us the uh, the prefix or the, well, the, whatever. We got the pre we got the number. We just don't have 800 888 877, whatever it might be. Sneaky. Anyway, recall number FL 937. NHTSA's number for this recall, 22V394. I wonder if they're going in order. Here's why Here's why I bring that up. Okay, this recall was a few days ago, Monday maybe, or this, this week, 22V394. Okay, this other recall is the most recent recall, 22V-399. There, there's a, what, five number difference there between 394 and 399. Are there other, five other recalls in here too that we don't know about yet? <laughs> You know, I told this story before. I, I, I had an office here a while back. We used it as a studio. Matter of fact, uh, some of the videos on uh, the Tautoa uh, YouTube channel are videos shot in that studio. And in that studio, it uh, had an air conditioner. The thing was 50 years old, but it still worked. Yeah, granted, we had to call the repair guy out every season so he could do something to it. But it still worked. I mean, it still worked. You will not find anything 50 years old that, you know, well, 50 years from now, you'll, 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 be, you'll be lucky to find a gumball machine that was built today that still works 50 years from now. Why is that? Probably a lot of it's because uh, we don't make stuff anymore. Okay, what else? Anything else? 
Today in history, on this date back in 1752, Ben Franklin discovered electricity with a kite and key. That That's noted here as being 1752, and I heard that was fictitious, wasn't didn't really happen. But hey, if it's today in history, we'll go for it. And today, back in 1836, Arkansas, my home state where we, uh, where we originate this uh, broadcast, became the 25th state of these United States. 1990, the film Dick Tracy starring Warren Beatty and Madonna opened nationally. 1992, oh boy, we remember this. This was even... If you remember Murphy Brown, the TV show, they had fun with this. Vice President Dan Quell erroneously instruct a Trenton, New Jersey elementary school student to spell potato, P-O-T-A-T-O, as potato, P-O-T-A-T-O-E, during a spelling bee. Oh, he got flagged for that. And on this date back in 1995... At the O.J. Simpson murder, murder trial, Simpson struggled to put on the the gloves. If it don't fit, you must quit. That was today. I want to remind you, too, if you drink coffee or tea, man, you need to have one of these. This is our FBTV official podcast mug, Freight Broker TV podcast mug. It's got our big mouth, the wraparound. Get these on our website, Freight BrokerTV.com, get it ordered, you know, ship within a couple of days. This time next week, hopefully you're drinking coffee out of your new mug. That helps us keep the channel going. All right? All right, let's wrap this up today. But before we go, today's impossible question, 25% of people say they would be willing to pay someone to do this. <laughs> I'd be willing. What is it? Assemble IKEA furniture. It's just not Ikea. I, I'm willing to let anybody else assemble anything. You don't buy much anymore that doesn't have to be assembled. I remember the day, well, when our granddaughter, you know, she started, well, she was born, and we started buying things for Christmas and birthdays and just because. Had to lay down the rule. If it, you know, Do not buy anything that says some assembly required. <laughs> just not just not going to be a fun day at the park if you got to assemble it but any more that's all you can get but 25% of people say that we'd be willing to pay someone to do this what is it the correct answer is simple Ikea furniture but I think the all around answer is going to be assemble anything that you buy alright this Saturday I want to remind you we will have a podcast we will have the uh, video podcast up as well it will not be a live stream this Saturday, but it will be available on YouTube at 9 a.m. Saturday morning. Same thing with the uh, podcast, audio podcast. 9 a.m. using your favorite podcasting app. If you want to see the video after Saturday, go to our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. We will have it uh, it'll be available there. Just go to FreightBrokerTV.com and follow the links to the live stream. You can watch the uh, well, on-demand version of the uh, Saturday morning podcast, Q&A. Don't forget, get your questions in to be answered. FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. Contact forms on our website. And you can even Skype your questions to us. Uh, just do a search for FBTV. 
Be sure to subscribe, follow us, ring the bell if you're doing anything on YouTube or watching our uh, videos on YouTube. We do appreciate it. It will help us grow. All right, until uh, Saturday morning, hey, have a great Wednesday, unless, of course, you've made other plans. We'll talk soon. <laughs>